Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so that's for sure. Warning. 
this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And thank you, Patreon members and convicts and Apple subscribers. I appreciate y'all. Uh, um, y'all, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. This week I, I'm doing a public speaking engagement with LOPA and the Louisiana Corner Association. And actually it's tomorrow, at, uh, but you'll get this the day after the speech. But I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a shorter episode, but the thing is I'm going to play some clips in it that, that uh, were sent to me. And if you, I don't know if you remember back in, like, I don't know if it was April or May, whenever it was, went to number one in the world, and it was because of a TikTok video called Sleepovers or Cancel Sleepovers, something like that. And today we're going to name this episode Sleepover, <laughs> for lack of a better term. You know, it's we all what it had to do with was David and Christina Constance. And remember, that's the very first episode I ever did on Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And, you know, I could have told a murder or case or whatever, but I was like, mm, true crime fans. And remember, this is my first one. I had listened to the other number one shows in the world, and I was like, shit. That's you know something anybody can research. Let me tell them a real story, and and I told this story and I told it in detail. Um, you know, it's a horrible case, and but it ended up being a great case in the end uh, when what I was able to get David Constance for life sentences. Now, Christina, I don't know if y'all kept up with it. I, I did an episode on this. Um, of her parole hearing, Christina pled out to 20 years. David, when we went, finally got them to go for the four charges of aggravated rape when they weren't going to during the grand jury, and they came back, we go to trial, et cetera. And I'm, that's another thing. After I play this audio clips, I want to read you what David Constance's appeals are and what he says about yours truly, Woody Overton. Uh, but, you know, Got him convicted, and he can't hurt anybody else. Well, Christina, guess what? She's out. She's walking free, and that's a fact. So go. I did a, a um, an episode on her parole here, and go back and listen to that. But yeah, she got out, and I think like eighteen years or something like that. So it, I wouldn't let her babysit my kids if I was y'all. But yeah, go back and listen to the story. But what I, I, I had never really dug into this whole sleepover thing and why it made us go number one. And that became the most uh, double clutch 
and Christina Constance became the most downloaded episode in the world for a time, right? And this was a big deal on TikTok. And some la- lady, and I forget her name, God, God bless her, had actually stitched me in. I didn't even know that was a thing on TikTok into a video of another lady talking about it. But I'm not going to play all those. And it, um, but but I did find this one today, and this lady. Uh, is cooking in her kitchen. Evidently, she has a TikTok channel and a YouTube channel. And she, so she's cooking. You'll hear her cooking in the background, and she's going to tell you about sleepovers, right? And then stay tuned because I'm going to tell you what David Constance is doing now and the, the appeals process, et cetera. So if you hear any outside noise, y'all, that's I'm recording in my country place and it's windy AF outside. So just bear with me. So this story kicks off in 2005 with Christina Constance and Kimberly Domain. They went to the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office in Louisiana, and they went there to talk about Christina's husband. What the heck are they possibly talking about with Christina's husband? Ain't no way Christina's husband did something. Huh. Joke's on you. Christina and her husband, some nasty individuals. Detective Overton, he comes over, he sees her and Kimberly face, and he like, dang, there's something wrong with them. Let me go over there and see what's wrong with them. Because they look all sad and whatnot. He goes over there. Christina went on to tell the detective that her husband had forced her to have sex with his 16-year-old nephew. I know, I know. You're already like, uh... What kind of stuff is that? Oh, but the plot thickens, okay? Detective Overton, just thinking, oh, okay, so this is just a simple case of, uh, you know, juvenile sex case. Okay, not, you know, nothing simple about it because ew is ew. Find somebody your own age. But she goes on to tell him, oh, no, my husband forced me to have oral sex on my juvenile son. The juvenile that we're speaking of is seven years old. What the heck is happening is what I'm thinking. Before she even finished the rest of her sentence, Detective Overton is like, okay, whoa, stop right there. He read her her Miranda rights. We all know the Miranda rights. We all watch Law and Order. This case has jumped from a juvenile to now you looking at some charges. Now, sis, you and your nasty husband. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me take you back to when all of this started. Because... This caught me off guard. So, Christina's friend, Kimberly Domain, she tells the detective, Detective Overton, that uh, she found a note inside her son's pocket. Well, let me not say pocket, because I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure where she found the note, but she found the note, nonetheless. But it's what's in the note that catches your attention. She found a note that basically was saying that this guy named David Constance, who they call Clutch for short, he gave Miss Kimberly's son, who's a teenager, permission to uh, have intercourse with his wife. He told him that she will be willing to do it. So he asked her, when will you be ready to do these things? Because Clutch told me you, you down. UDTF. Kimberly Constance found this inside her son's pocket, wherever he, she found it, in his bed, in his diary. I don't know. She immediately went right to Christina and was asking Christina, like, WTF, what the heck is going on? Why are you trying to get with my son? So then that's when she went on to tell her about, oh, that's clutch. He's been making me do that. He's been making me sleep with his nephew. And he's been making me form orals on our son. Kimberly had to tell her, girl, we need to tell somebody about this. 
this. This ain't right, which is how they ended up in Detective Overton's office. Before she could even finish the rest of her story, the detective went and called some of his friends. Not friends, but you know what I mean? Like, the people he worked with and was like, hey, I got this lady down here. This is what she's saying. She's saying that her husband, David Constance, he got her doing all this stuff and that they've been doing this pretty much the whole duration of their marriage. And their marriage, I think it's been like, and it was married for like 20 years. Within that 20 years, the whole time they've been together, the whole time they've been together, they have been having relations with other kids. What really caught me off guard is that he started off doing that to her. Like, he met her when she was only nine years old. He was dating her older sister, and he was like 18. When he will go to the sister house, aka their house, he would go into the room with her and mess with her and had been messing with her all the way up till she was about 14, 15. Her being like 14, 15, he ran away with her. So he got charged with kidnapping Christina and with uh, rape. Christina. But for whatever reason, under the sun, her parents dropped the charges. And I don't know if they wanted Christina to make the decisions on her own. I don't know. I really don't know what could have possibly went through your parents' head to drop the charges on somebody who kidnapped their child. But they dropped the charges. So yeah, her parents pretty much, not. I don't want to say gave up on her, but they just let her make her own decisions. And her decision was to continue to be with David Constance. This is definitely a case of a victim making people her victim because David was then charged with child kidnapping and the justice system fills us once again. They ended up only charging David with uh, one count of contributing to the delinquency of a juvenile. And then he played no low contendery, which means he accepted the convictions of what he did of, as if like he was guilty, but he didn't admit to being guilty if that makes sense like he accepted whatever the deal was as if he was guilty without admitting i'm guilty i did that by pleading this he avoided plea used against him any other time in this case like he couldn't be found guilty for that case but it didn't matter anyway because her parents dropped the case they dropped it and she went on to marry david and he groomed her into bringing more kids into their home because they trusted david they trusted david and thought oh he's such a good guy even though he looked creepy oh he's so cool he was offering to help take care of their kids buying them food and these people were like poor poor like no money where they can live don't know where their next meal is coming from and david took advantage of it hundred thousand percent he took advantage of it so one of the people that david and constance had went to but well not went to had hurt their victim his name was or is tb I'm going to say TB. That's his initials, TB. And the only reason why I know is because I remember learning about tuberculosis. And my head stands for tuberculosis. His dad was good friends with David and let him go over there to their house. They trusted him to take care of his son. Because, of course, you're not going to think, oh, let me let my kid go over there to somebody's house who's going to hurt him. I don't believe any parent goes thinking, let me take my child, let me let my child go over there. But he did. So not only he stayed at night, he went over there and David was like, hey, you want to sleep with my wife? TB, he's like a teenager. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. He's scared. He doesn't want to. And David kept just pushing it on him. Come on, man. You scared? You don't want to sleep with that? You see how good that is? Come on, man. So, TB ran to the restroom. Tried to look for a window to climb out of. Couldn't find no window. Poor baby. TB goes back inside the room. And when he goes back inside the room, Christina is laying on the bed naked. And David tells him, go ahead. Well, one thing leads to another. Something happens. 
Come to find out, Christina and David had hooked up with about 13 kids. Well, at least 13 kids they can find for the sheriff to talk to. Christina remembers it being from the duration of their marriage. So with that being 20 years, 20 or more kids, pretty much. 20 or more kids. These kids age from 7 to 17 and then some of them were adults by now. So it's no telling who else it could have been, where they are. It's no telling. So let's do the math real quick. They're saying 13 victims were juvenile and David and Christina finally were caught. But Christina counted over 20 victims and each one she has some form of an inappropriate relationship with them. She says every single thing that she did that was inappropriate was all because David was telling her to do so. These victims was interviewed thoroughly, one by one, on different scales because, again, these age ranges are from 9 to 17. So each one of these kids, not each one of these kids, but each one of these age ranges understands things differently, if that makes sense. They have to understand if they can tell between uh, what's a lie and what's the truth. These were some of the things that the kids were asked. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I heard this story on a podcast from the actual detective who went through this case. And the things that I heard on that podcast, these people deserve to be underneath the prison. And I know you hear that all the time with different people saying that, like, oh, they need to be underneath the prison. No, for real. So I'm not going to go into too much detail over the interview or what was said. But the detective I'm speaking of, of uh, Woody Overton, he talks about this on his podcast. And one of the questions that they asked Christina's son was, so do you know why you're here? That sweet baby, he understood why he was there. He says, because of what David did to me, or rather what Clutch did to me. Because remember, Clutch is his nickname. She said, okay, what did Clutch do to you? He said that he would touch him, make him touch his areas, and he would touch Clutch areas. And that baby understood all of that. Now, Christina's son, he is smart as can be. And thankfully, he was taken out of that predicament that he was in. And he lives with his aunt, Christina's older sister. Well, I'm assuming it's her older sister, since that's the only one we know about. He lives with the aunt. So I'm not going to go into detail of the rest of his story or what he told the detective. You can look it up. But while he was talking, he went on to say that uh, they asked him, so are you done? Is there anything else that happened? You know, you could tell us. He broke down crime. He tells the interviewer, Clutch would tell me to go outside during dinner time and pick up his cigarette butts. So by the time he was done picking up all of those cigarette butts, dinner was over. So Christina's son was going to bed hungry. When he moved in with Christina's sister, he was still stealing food and hiding it underneath his bed because he was scared and not sure when his next when he was going to have his next meal. So Clutch wasn't just also a pedophile. Clutch was an all-around piece of crap all the way around there are so many more victims than i can even name all within this time frame like i said 13 different juveniles 20 total or more and 13 juveniles for sure that were interviewed and each one had the same story of being touched by constance and david if they weren't touched then it was oral. If it wasn't oral, then it was penetration. It was always something. So they spent 25 years doing this. David was taken in by Detective Overton. And when he was taken in, he immediately, oh, that's not true. I didn't do that. My wife is lying. We ain't been together for some months. She just pulling some stuff out of her butt. She's lying. Oh, no, she was not. Because not only did she tell on herself, she told on him. And she admitted. She admitted to what she did wrong. I hate to say it. Homegirl was slow. 
She didn't have it all. You could tell she did not have a good education. And David, he wasn't too far off from her either. But David for sure took advantage of the fact that she was a little slower than he was. Because she was grown. And David was just a piece of crap. But our good old boy, my boy, Detective Overton, he was asked by the assistant district attorney to leave out some of the details during the trial. That, uh, make sure that you leave out the aggravated all of those type of things you know the incest anything like that leave it out detective overton was like that's bs i'm not leaving that out these kids deserve more these kids deserve better they deserve for their story to be heard they deserve for them to have justice for what he did and then even justice for the ones who they couldn't even find because these people had moved they had moved so many times they couldn't even find them all of this was happening within the basis of 25 years they couldn't find everyone so when detective overton has took the stand he told the truth nothing but the truth he told everything he gave them all the horrible details exactly the same way the kids gave it to him all the gory details the bodily functions the liquids the all all of it you name it he told it in detail to these people jurors was crying they were getting mad their faces was turning red one of them got so mad they stood up and was like how the hell you let this happen how the hell we let this happen for so long so detective owens he's slowly turns over to the assistant attorney and says, I don't know. How did we let this happen for so long? So you know she was hot, red hot. So the assistant district attorney at the time wanted him to leave out all the gory details. Leave out, leave, leave all of that out. Leave out all the gory details. Don't tell them about the incest. Don't tell them about all that. David told it all. So it took the jury 30 minutes to deliberate. And one of the guard that was standing by the door, they told the detective Overton that, no, really, it didn't take them that long. They knew he was guilty already. They just need to sit around a little bit longer because the evidence was all there. Now, he did not get the death penalty. So he got life without parole for life sentences. And Christina got 20-year plea, both still doing time. David is for sure going to die in prison. Now, she got a lot of things straight. Uh, um, and this is uh, a lady named Diamond Monique. Uh, yeah, it was back in April, April 9th of 2023. So evidently she has like a true crime thing that she does. And I'd never heard of her before, but the, um, so, but there, there were, there's a lot of videos. I, when I started searching them today, a lot of videos of people who took my story or, or took the, yeah, the episode basically from, uh, about double clutch and they used it on this whole sleepover craze and my, why they, you know, don't let their kids go to sleepovers. You can't trust anyone. Da 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 da. Well, you know, you got to teach your kids to be aware. And certainly, none of these parents they they were good, poor, salt of the earth people. And none of these parents had any idea this was going to go on. I mean, Clutch may have not been, or David Constance may have not been, um, a superstar or anything mentally or whatever, but. He knew what he was doing, y'all. He'd been a predator. She got it wrong. Well, they did do kids together for 20 years, but he'd been doing it for 40 years. And what she's talking about when I went in and told the truth, that was on the grand jury. And the day before, this was going to be, they were going to, they actually were supposed to have a meeting the day before about going for the death penalty. And y'all, I totally believe we would have got it. But they they never called me the day before, right? And I was like, "What the fuck?" And and that morning before I go in for the grand jury to get the indictments, 
should have had like, we had like 40 something kids total, right? And, and, um, it was a shit more than, ton more than 13 and it was all different charges from molestation to aggravated rape to you know incest or whatever but and i'll never forget it standing in the hallway outside the courtroom and um leanne malnar who was the, the the da assigned to the case she and i had gone on the field and talked to the families and different stuff and i swear the one little girl who I'll talk about in a minute when we were in their, their trailer somewhere over in Donaldsonville and she was, Leanne was pregnant and she said, Miss Leanne, is that Mr. Woody's baby in your belly? And, and Leanne turned beet red and was like, no. Uh, but the Leanne, I stopped outside. I said, what's up? And well, she had Charlotte Bear with her, who is now the judge, uh, or a judge in the 21st judicial. And Charlotte was the top prosecutor on handling all the high profile cases. And Charlotte says, I said, what's up? I mean, death penalty, right? I mean, these things are so horrible, y'all. So many more than I included in the episode. Um, and Charlotte was like, nope, we're not going for the death penalty. We're going to go for a couple of molestations. We don't want you to say anything about the death penalty. I mean, not death penalty, about aggravated rape or this and that or this, whatever. Nothing, right? And they were only going for like, shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. 
I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Two, three charges, which the dude would have got pled out like he did on everything else. I was like, fuck that. I didn't say anything. And I figured I'm going to lose my job. And so the grand jury is a secret grand jury. And I did go in there. And the... the uh, Prosecution opens you up and you introduce who you are and then you start to tell the story, right? It's not like there's no defense counsel in the room. It's none of that. And you tell the story. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. And these kids are going to get justice or I'm going to just fucking lose my job. I didn't care. And I had the red ass. And so I did tell the whole thing. And that's when um, they stopped it in the middle you know, the people were crying and one man slammed his hands on the table and all that. And, uh, and it said, detective Overton, I want to know how, uh, the, the son of a bitch has been getting away with this for this long. I said, that's a great question. Why don't we ask Madam prosecutor? And that's when Charlotte and Leanne got up and left and she went and called the DA, Scott Perley. And Scott Perley was like, fuck it. Charge him with the aggravator rapes, charge him with the strongest four cases that what he has on the aggravate. And that's what we did. And, Long story short, got him the conviction like that part was true. And, and you know, it took it long, longer to vote the jury foreman than it did to vote David Constance for four life sentences. Now, this is why a couple of reasons I want to talk about this today too, to add into it. So first of all, as I told you, Christina got out, uh, just fucking blows my mind. And, and she lied to the parole board. And again, it's not really the parole board's fault. They have a base file uh, um, the uh, about what happened, and but she, I mean, she it's not even supposed to have contacts with any, any of the victims, and then that parole here, she admits that she's uh, communicating with them. One of them being her own son, and who's now a grown man, by the way, and you know, so whatever, fuck it, they let her out. I mean, that's on them, and and I hope she got her shit straight, but. Let, let me tell you about fucking double double clutch. And this I found this today, and that's why I decided to do this. The he appealed naturally. I don't know why I never looked this up before. Uh, he appealed, and I'm not going to read you everything verbatim. Uh, uh, but he appealed based off of a couple things, and one of them being me naturally. First of all, he said, you know, I got it wrong, and. You know, his wife was out to get him, blah, 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 what the fuck, right? And But one of the things he said on appeal was that uh, under JF, and then I, they said her name in, in the parole hearing with um, Christina Constance. I mean, they actually said the kids' names. I, I mean, they're adults now. I still don't want to say their names. So I'll call her JF. He appeals and he says, they can't find me guilty of aggravated rape because they can't prove that I penetrated her in any way. Now, okay, the JF said, and one of many, many times, but this, like, the one time that we went for on the aggravated rape, and I'm not going to read it all to you and bore you. I'll just tell you off the top of my head. 
uh, this is what I read, that the, and I'll tell you what she testified in court, because fuck, I was in there. I mean, this is after I testified and after I'd been uh, unsequestered. And the, this charge, this one particular charge, aggravated rape was clutch. It got him uh, um, three, uh, three juveniles over that night to spend the night. And it was JF and her brother. And then uh, the, and, and another person, uh, initials of MM. And he took little JF. And now she was like 11 years old, y'all. And just, just she's the one that asked Leanne about, um, is that Mr. Woody's baby in your belly? Just a little innocent, uneducated, poor sweetheart. All right. And, but he took her in the bedroom. I uh, told her to take her clothes off. She said no. He forced her to take her pants off, and he got on top of her. He took his clothes off and got on top of her, and he, she said he hurt my bottom. Right, and uh, she doesn't. She didn't know, you know, to say intercourse or penetration or whatever. And she's like, he hurt my bottom, and it, it happened pretty much all night. And at one point, the other two kids. And they testified to this. Tried to pull Constance off of her, and and he wouldn't get off. And but finally, he got off enough where she could go to the bathroom. And she testified that she went to the bathroom, and um, and she wiped herself, and she was full of blood, blood and a white sticky or white gooey substance. I think she said uh, blood and white gooey stuff. Well, what does that tell you, right? I mean, either he was in her anus or he was in her vagina and he's now actually appealing saying hey that's that's not proof right her having blood and white stuff that's not proof that i ever penetrated her now the under louisiana law has changed now they call it something else first to rewrite but it used to be called aggravated rape but the definition is penetration of any orifice, no matter how slight. It doesn't say it has to be your penis. It doesn't say, I mean, it could be fingers or your tongue or whatever, but penetration, you know, of the anus or the vagina or the mouth with something, no matter how slight. I mean, it doesn't have to go all the way in. Well, I'll tell you that I believe he was all the way in her. I mean, he was in her enough to make her bleed. 11 years old and she's crying the whole time and the other kids try to get him off of her and he's in her enough to, to have an orgasm right and but because some of the bitches actually appeal the fact that that we didn't prove that he ever penetrated her so he should not that count of aggravated rape should be thrown out and Save you a long story short, the the uh, appellate court came back and were like, mm, you know, it's, it's a reasonable belief that there's penetration because of the blood and and what have you and whatnot. Uh, so they they turned that one down. Now another big stickler was there was a lady during voir dire who, when questioned, you know, that, that's jury selection, y'all, and and when they were going around doing the questioning. The um, they got to her. And I'm not going to give her name, but they got to her, and they were like, you know, they asked all the general questions, and then when they get done, they says, "Has anybody, you know, had a family member who's been a victim of a sexual crime?" And she stated that, yeah, that that 
her nephew had been the victim. Uh, and, and basically, they kept questioning about it. Nikki uh, Muscarero was the defense attorney. And he's a good friend of mine. He's a good dude. I think he's a state rep, state rep now or something. But the he kept questioning her on that. He was like, well, don't you think that would make you biased uh, 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 against David Constance? And she's like, no. I mean, he said, but don't, I mean, you're mad about your nephew being raped, right? She's like, yeah. And he was like, well, then they bring him in here. You're going to automatically think that you're going to be mad at him too. And she was like, no. I mean, she said, if they prove whatever they have him in here for, then, then he's guilty. If they don't prove it, uh, then he's not guilty. And, and it went back and forth, back and forth. And uh, that was a big piece of the voir dire. Well, ultimately, they didn't excuse her. The judge believed that she, and that was Judge Beth, Beth Wolf, who's awesome, by the way. And she was like, mm, I mean, I don't think this is going to sway her opinion one way or another. She has made it abundantly clear that this is not going to change her mind. What happened to her nephew has nothing to do what Constance is here for, and she's going to be able to openly and freely judge without bias. And oh, but that was a big stink in the uh, the in the appeals process. Now, ultimately, they denied it. Right, denied him again. Um, and you know, if I could find again to read to you, I, they have me in the appeals process when I was on the stand, and. Um, Basically, basically, the it, it was they were trying to say that me, my confession I got, if you will, from Christina was like spousally protected and hearsay, because now Christina uh, didn't testify against David, and I thought that would be part of her twenty year deal, but she had my good friend Glenn Westmore. Uh, was her defense appointed attorney, and he was waiting. He was like, "Fuck that! Let let Constance go. let that, let Clutch go first, and then we'll see where we stand." Well, she like she wasn't going to testify, and so, but I I was able to use those statements. And my whole case, I mean, shit. If uh, Kim Domain hadn't brought Christina in that day, my whole case, but I, I would have never worked it. Hell, this podcast probably would have never got started, you know, and. So there's a lot of me on the stand, and Nikki, the defense attorney, kept objecting to the things I was testifying to, saying it was hearsay and all this, and because well, what Christina told, you know, this person or that person that um, that I had no direct knowledge of. Well, fuck you, I did, and and because of what I took the initial knowledge. Now remember, we're only going for four counts. Uh, of aggravated rape, which is four life sentences. And so, you know, you're going to trial. Look, I'm telling you, I can't remember the exact number of victims, but I'm thinking it's like, it was like 40, you know, and people that we made contact to that Christina gave us the fucking names of. And we had to hunt them down. And a, mo- a lot of them are adults. This should have been going on with Christina and David, um, uh, for over 20 years and David had been doing it for like 40 years, something like that, just since he was a kid. And so we tracked me and Brian Paul Smith tracked all these people down. The ones that we could, a lot of them had changed married last names and 
you know, a lot of them didn't want to talk to us. And they were like, fuck that. That's, that's in my past. I'm not bringing it up. I don't want to be involved in this. And hey, you know what? I get that. The, but the, the, on the appeals process, if you go look it up under Justa or just Google uh, David Constance Appeal, State of Louisiana, and you can read down to the section of me on the stand. And, you know, I did, get, did some pretty good stuff. Um, ultimately, the, I beat his ass, right? And the clutch didn't want to see me on that stand. And that's what I kept pointing at him, pointing at him, you know, like Mr. Kearney Foster taught me. And every and I would never look the defense attorney every time they would ask me a question. And I would turn, I would look at the jury, and I would answer. And if they asked anything about clutch I would, or Constance, I would point directly at him and said he did commit an aggravated rape, and I'd state whatever it was. But anyway, so he tried to appeal on me, naturally. They tried to appeal on the juror, and then he tried to appeal um, on little Josie's uh, case, saying that we didn't prove that he penetrated her. And uh, he lost all the appeals, although there was one judge that dissented and wrote a dissenting opinion on the juror during Boadir, who had the nephew that had been molested. And that judge said that they believed that that juror could have been biased by that. Uh, um, but, you know, there wasn't any proof that she was, but that she could have been biased by that. Well, you know what? It didn't matter for people. The Back then, it didn't take 12 out of 12 to get the conviction right. I mean, the um, I think it was like 10 out of 12 or something like that. But it came back 12 out of 12 unanimous guilty verdict. And but now let me tell you about Double Clutch. David Constance, y'all, whoever is at Angola, listen to this podcast. I know you have cell phones up there, and I know y'all listen to the shit somebody's actually told me before. David Constance is at Angola right now, and he is playing. I mean, he plays people for a living, and he got away with it for all those years. And I always say it's hard to catch a smart criminal. He is up there now, and guess what? He's holier than thou. He's supposedly a preacher and leads prayer groups and all this fancy stuff, right? And guess what, though? He says it's all a setup. That Christina was mad at him because he had put her out and she made up all these victims and that I went out and made up all the stuff and that I got him bad. So, I mean, he's telling him. And evidently, I don't know why the fuck he hadn't been killed yet. But that's not me. That's inmate justice. And, you know, you're at Angola, bloody Angola, and you're there and you're a chomo, child molester. Holy fuck, you don't live long. I mean, or are you going to catch an ass whooping every day or how they're going to use you and abuse you? But evidently, David Constance, and I don't have his inmate number, I'd give it to y'all. Um, he's the only little troll looking fucker, uh, white dude that was from Livingston Parish, convicted of four counts of aggravated rape. And he is a monster, a monster. I'm talking to the convicts up there, the the true convicts who are in for murder and, and 
you know, they know why, why they're down, right? But they're not child molesters, child rapists, and even your own kid so many times, you know? Why is that dude still walking around? You know why? Because he's got y'all fooled. He's, he's a preacher, and he's hollering right now, and, and the, the detective set him up, and his ex-wife set him up. I'm letting y'all know it didn't happen that way. I didn't want to even talk to those women when they came in the office. I was actually busy on another case, and that you know, case rolled into what it rolled into. It's not like I woke up in the fucking morning and fabricated evidence for this shit, or I even wanted it. You think I wanted to hear all those horrible stories of what happened to these babies? No. David Constance is a child molester. He's convicted by jury of his peers on the only four counts we went for aggravated rape. And that includes his own kids and everybody else's that he can befriend. So let it be known up at Angola, whatever fucking bullshit he's flowing on y'all, he's full of fucking shit. He is a chomo rapist of the worst kind because he even raped his own baby. And, well, she says he forced her to do it. I'm however they did it together, and whether he, you know, groomed her from an early age, that doesn't matter. But they raped their own kids. Can you imagine? And everybody else's. Um, just let it be known in Angola that this is the reason it went viral on the sleepover thing, and I'd never really looked into it. And we went to number one. That was the number one episode listened to in the world. um, Christina, uh, David and Christina Constance Double Clutch, the very first episode ever of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And with that, y'all, I'm going to end it for today. I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Sleepover, mm, you know, shit, I grew up sleeping. I probably spent more times at, at my friend's house and, and them at my house and nobody ever tried to touch me and shit like that. And, and if they did, I damn sure would have told. So as my whole opinion on the sleepover thing, I mean, shit, you gotta let you, you gotta let your kids be kids, but you can train them and make them aware. Hey, if somebody does something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you call daddy and I'm coming to get you. Right. Or call mama and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, uh, certainly it happens, but I, I don't know about taking over away your kids' total youth experiences. I mean, I got some of the best in the world and had friends' parents that were like my parents and still are to this day. And I would have missed all that had my parents been afraid to let me go on a sleepover. Anyway, um, Real Life Real Crime, y'all go to download the Real Life Real Crime community app. It's free. I answer in there every morning. Uh, we do have TV stuff coming up. I said, I'm not going to mention it again yet. And until I have the details, um, Patreons, convicts, Apple subscribers, you've gotten two episodes, one for February, one for the end of January. I'm about to put up another one and continue with the monthly thing. Um, and again, this next one's going to have video. So thank y'all for subscribing. If you want to be one of those, you can go to Patreon and, and type in Real Life Real Crime. We have all kinds of different tier levels. You can do it in an app. We call them the convicts and subscribers. Or if you don't want to 
mess with any of that, go and you listen to the Apple Podcast. You can hit the um, subscribe. I think it's a, a free seven day trial, and I think there's there's twenty plus, twenty five plus episodes that are locked up in the Patreon vault. But there's a lot of other stuff too. There's videos and there's court documents and stuff like that. Uh, Lopa, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. I will be speaking there tomorrow. Oh, actually, when you get this, I've already spoken uh, for an hour plus at the at, at it's at Lopa headquarters, but it's the combined conference with Lopa and the uh, Louisiana Corner Association, right? And and so y'all know Lopa is my jam. Um, you don't have to be a lifer from Louisiana. You can be a lifer from Ireland, right? Uh, the, um, and if you want to become an organ donor, go to lopa.org, take two minutes, fill it out, become a hero. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crown, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Peace. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so that's for sure. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.